an ironic media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. Welcome to the Affiliate Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stark. In this podcast, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll get to witness healings as well as hear from my mentors, teachers, and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for the last 14 years. My connection with energy is so strong and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. In today's podcast, I want to talk about this delicate balance between creating the life that you want and feeling like maybe things aren't showing up in your life that you want. So I'll just take a simple example. Let's say it's a Ferrari that you want. It's a red Ferrari that is super sleek and expensive and you're not manifesting it, right? You know, it was in the secret. If you've ever seen the secret, there was a guy in there that was trying to get a car. So you might be sitting there saying this whole law of attraction shit doesn't work. Or you might say, I've been doing positive thinking. It's not working. You might be saying, I visualize and it's not working. I meditate. It's not working. And I'd argue to say that there isn't, you know, enough commitment energetically somewhere along the way and that there's maybe some reasons why you're not manifesting that thing. So let me pick this apart so that you're not like, fuck you. (laughs) So basically, when we don't get the thing that we want, which totally has happened to me, and I will talk deeply about this experience in a moment. But here we are trying to create the life that we want. We are creators by the creator, and we're here to create. So if we are energetically at the right vibe, and we're envisioning this thing, we're trying to bring it to us, and we're entangling with it. Part of that entanglement is all about getting anything that would be in the way of drawing it to you. So if you want a red Ferrari that is super expensive and uh, very flashy, you may not want it, truly. Like if you really look at your energy, you may think you want it, but your body's like, well, I'm going to have to protect it. What are people going to think if I have it? You know, maybe I should be spending that money in some other way. Maybe the insurance is going to be too high, or maybe it's going to cause you to get in an accident and you're not supposed to die yet. There could be a lot of different reasons. So there's only so much we can do in terms of trying to manifest the thing that we want. So we can work on the energy, certainly, of, you know, like, I got to protect it, or I don't have the money, you know, you can figure those things out energetically and physically. But when it comes to the 30,000 foot view, if it's not your time to leave, and that car or whatever is going to, you know, wind up taking you out, then it may not manifest. Or there might be some other reason why you're not getting it. And you really don't know the real story just yet. So here's an example of something that I tried manifesting very, very deeply, really wanted it, and yet it didn't manifest. And uh, and as much as I know and as much work as I've done, it was really mind-blowing that I didn't get the thing that I wanted. So I do love being a mother, and I wanted to have another child, and I did everything in my power, basically, to have that child. So, you know, I cleaned up my body, I learned all about biohacking, optimizing my hormones and my cells and 
all that. And then I would see spiritual advisors, you know, trying to clear the energy and any programs or any energy that might be stuck from the previous pregnancy because it was very dangerous and scary. Kind of like look at the whole picture, you know, maybe it was my partner and she was resistant or maybe it was Aiden and he was resistant or maybe there were other reasons or outside factors. So I looked at it from basically every angle that I could. And the one thing that I couldn't change was the fact that my body was getting older and my partner was not wanting to have a child late in life. There's just nothing I could do about that. You know, you can't change the age in which your partner is unless you leave them, of course. (laughs) But I did not want to leave Fen. And the other thing is, is that when I consulted with the spirit, The spirit wanted to come when the vibration on the planet was higher. And there was not a lot I could do that about that. Personally, I was doing what I could do at the time, but that was a much larger issue than I could handle by myself. So currently, right now, I'm older, Fen's older. The vibration on the planet is higher. And, you know, you can tell because of the Schumann resonance, you can tell because people have been in quarantine and things like that. And everybody talks about the shift that's happened or is happening. So, you know, I would assume that this baby spirit would probably want to come at this time. But the problem is we are not currently prepared to have a baby in our lives. And it's just unfortunate because we feel like we've moved beyond that stage. And I had to do a lot of grieving, which I'm sure was part of the plan of, you know, helping to move out some grief from my lifetime, from my mom's lifetime, probably from other lifetimes, you know, there was just a lot of grief around not being able to have a child. And um, for someone who's as sensitive as I am, it was really a mindfuck being able to communicate with this spirit and feel this spirit so close to me. I mean, as soon as I was nine months postpartum, this baby spirit started irritating me and getting in my space and saying, come on, let's go already. You know, I was like, I had just started sleeping through the night. So I was like, this baby spirit's got to go do her work. That was the other thing. It was a her and she gave me her name and I'd never heard the name and I looked it up and it was completely Gaelic. And that was what we wanted to name our next child, you know, a Gaelic name, just like our son and Fenella's name. And there were signs all along the way. I mean, I tell you, like, <laughs> it's like kind of crazy, the signs that would come. I'll tell you this one day. So here, here I was driving Aiden home from preschool And he says, where's my sister? And I was like, hey, bud, you know, like, I don't know. I said something about like, God will tell us when that happens. And so I'm driving home and I was driving home and all of a sudden we had had this like crazy windstorm. Across the street, there was an identical child's chair at our neighbor's house and it had blown into the street and somebody decided to put it on our porch, thinking that it went with the other identical chair on the porch. So all of a sudden we're driving home and there's two chairs on the porch. I'm like, that's really weird. And they're identical. So like, you know, I put that chair out there to kind of signify that we had a child at our home because we had moved there and we were new. And, you know, I wanted people to know that we had a little person there. Anyway, so that was weird. So I returned the chair to our neighbors and then I'm cooking dinner and I get a call that says that there's some sperm available that was identical to the one that we used for Aiden. It had just become available. It had not been available. We didn't know of anybody who had any. We, you know, I'm familiar with a lot of women who who have siblings of Aiden's and we didn't think we could get any more. 
So then I get this call and they're like, you put yourself on a wait list six years ago or whatever it was. It was four or five years ago. And they said, do you want some? And I was like, oh my gosh, like, how is this all possible happening in the last like three hours? So of course we got the sperm and then it didn't work out. And it was just insane how things were just seemingly working out at the time, right? There probably was a few other signs happening at that time. And even as recently as several months ago, after grieving, you know, the whole process and not being able to manifest a baby or have a baby, let me tell you, I got pretty angry. I was like, I, this felt like, you know, the universe was toying with me, sending me all these signs, making things work out. But I do understand that everything happens for a reason and that the process was certainly very helpful in elevating my vibration and learning about the body and how to maximize and biohack the body and it definitely set me down a path that I probably wouldn't necessarily have gone down, but maybe. And it helped me to release a lot of grief, like I said, and a lot of energy, probably even some more things that I don't even know. But in the end, I, it didn't work out. And I was definitely very angry. And I was angry with the universe. And I, I had many conversations with the universe and my spirit guides and anybody who would listen really on the other side. And Ultimately, it just came down to the wrong time. You know, it just wasn't the right time. It wasn't when the baby wanted to come in and it wasn't on our timeline. And so the timelines just did not match up. I'm sure that we could probably work it through somehow, but it just got to the point where it was just, it just seemed like it wasn't meant for us. So, you know, when I take the 30,000 foot view and I can see that the timelines just weren't matching up and I always said, if it meant that I was going to die, I didn't want to do it. You know, I definitely want to be here for Aiden. I want to be here to help raise the vibration of the planet and keep doing what I'm doing. So ultimately, while there was this real deep wanting and yearning to have this other child, and also we looked into fostering and that didn't work out, but I had this deep yearning and wanting to have this child it didn't manifest. And I was left wondering what the hell. And if as long as I took the high route or, you know, went to the 30,000 foot view and looked down, it really didn't support me being able to be here for Aiden and do the things that I wanted to do. So I had to come to terms with that. I had to just say, you know, it was something that I wanted, but it wasn't really part of the whole plan. The baby wasn't part of the plan, but all the learning and all the grieving and all the releasing that I did, that was part of the plan. And I choose to look at it that way because if I if I decide to say the universe hates me and I'm, you know, I don't get what I want and all this other stuff, I could go down that path and I could stay angry and I could wallow, but it wouldn't be serving me to do that. It would keep me stuck. It would make me feel like I was powerless, that I couldn't create. And ultimately, like I really am creating, like I did get a lot of good things out of it and I choose to stay focused on that. So anyway, there's this huge balance that that needs to be had when we're trying to create the life that we want. Like we want to like have things that we want to have, right? Like we want to envision those things. We want to work towards them. We want to release, you know, limiting programs and and energy that's not serving us. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to what is part of the like plan that we have for ourselves. And if it's not manifesting, it's really important to recognize that there's probably a good reason. If you've really done the work like how I just described, you know, looking at it from all angles, you know, managing so many different things like raising my vibration, releasing programs and helping my body to heal and clearing so much ancestral history and updating karma, you know, 
I did get what I wanted. That is part of the plan for me. And I choose to stay focused on the good things. Anyway, my point is, is just do what you can to manifest the life that you want, because I certainly have a lot of other things that have manifested and I have a lot of other things that have happened that are amazing. And the work that I've put in has totally paid off. But that's an example of something that I really wanted. But I had to take this like zoom out approach and say, you know what? I don't know enough. I still have faith in God or the universe that I'm being taken care of and that things are happening to suit the highest and best good of myself and others, really. You know, this all reminds me of one of my favorite Arabic proverbs, which is to tie your horse tight, but trust in God. I think we really should do the work and we should look at it from all angles. But at the end of the day, we do need to just hand over the trust. We need to just let go and not have an attachment to the outcome. You know, because we really want what's in our highest and best good to come forward. So with that, let's heal together. If you love today's podcast, you're going to love the UR Energy course. I'm going to drop the link below so you can pick up that course. I go much more in depth about the science behind healing and I share the tools and techniques that I use every single day to help my body heal. All content provided by Amy Stark and her guests on the Ophelia podcast website or other platforms, including text, images, audio, or other formats were created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist.